0: Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com. And welcome to another episode of Network and Spill. I'm really, really pumped about this episode because guess what? It's Valentine's Day, which is such a loving and doting and romantic day. But what if you're single? What if you're not gonna be receiving some candles and some flowers and chocolates from some loving, doting spouse of yours? What do you do? I really wanted to focus this conversation around self-love and really like all the bullshit. We're going to cut through all of the BS that you've heard about loving yourself first and being there for you and not worrying about what anyone, like all of that, we're going to back burner and we're going to focus on exactly what it means to love yourself. And I'm going to share stories about my journey to loving myself because there was a time where like, I just didn't even know what that meant Um, and how to deal with that, all the stigmas, all the drama, all the background. And so I did some digging and I was able to find a special guest to come on the show and speak with me as an expert she is a coach. She's somebody that I've literally never met in person. I've known her for like 48 hours. Um, and she luckily agreed to be on the show with me. I've been sick. And so my schedule has been a little bit behind and I really wanted to do this episode for you guys. And I felt like it would be more fun if I had somebody with me. So I would like to introduce partially, I'm going to let her introduce herself, but her name is Miss Brooke Sydney Harper and I believe she's in the California area so I'm really excited to talk this is like a blend of like a stranger danger how did we meet and the spill sort of combined smash bang fusion so Brooke please introduce yourself thank you so much for being on the show with me today well thank
1: you so much for having me I'm so excited to be here so a little bit about me again as she said my name is Brooke Sydney and I am a mind-soulful mentor, a self-love advocate, and an inner voice and soul story coach. And so what that kind of boils down to is I help women predominantly, I have a couple of guys out there, but predominantly women love themselves and the lives they are presently living, meaning that this is a now thing. This is a now action. This is a present moment, loving and living, not like waiting until like next year or, you know, Lord forbid heaven, we are getting our love on like right now. And so that's predominantly what I do, but that, um, that service, that offering that I have for my clients and, you know, even for people that just follow me, that was such a Fun progression, but it was like really, truly (laughs) hard-earned.
0: What do you mean by hard-earned?
1: I think that for self-love, especially in this country, especially for women, it's something that um, unless we had like amazing, I mean, super on top of it, conscious, intentional parents, it's something that falls to the wayside. Self-love is not taught in schools, um, and so oftentimes myself included, we learn, um, oh, wait, am I not loving myself? What is going wrong by having hiccups? And that's a gentle word for like relationship explosions, um, things that happen in our lives, maybe ending up in jobs, ending up careers where we're like, wow, I thought this is what I wanted, but somewhere along the way, I lost touch with what I wanted. So Usually, what puts my clients and what put myself on the self love journey is usually a series of mistakes, to be honest. Usually, a series of um, experiences that we can learn from, which is, I like that term over a mistake, but you know, that's what most people think of it as. And that usually catapults us into some sort of a Um, dare I say, like awakening to who the heck are we? What do we want? Um, You know, it may start off as like goal setting and then you realize your goals are empty, but you kind of come tumbling into this, wow, um, what would loving myself look like? What would those choices feel like? And how would my life look if I truly love myself?
0: Mm, And I think for me, one one thing that I did want to bring up here is when you talked about parents, right? Having parents who are, you know, spiritually attuned and all of that. And as a kid, I mean, when you look back, I think everybody should do a little bit of looking back and and just remembering what it was like being a kid with your parents and how they may or may not have taught self-love because you see other people either doing loving things to themselves or doing not so loving things to themselves, right? Um, And I think when you're little, you absorb all that. And one thing that I saw a lot of in my childhood was my mom and her self-confidence was always super high. Um, and she was very humble about it. It wasn't like she was cocky, but to me, confidence was a form of self-love in a way because it felt like she knew that she was, and I quote, all that in a bag of chips. And she would say that jokingly, but like there was some truth to that, right? She believed in herself to a degree. She believed in her strengths. She believed in who she was. She believed in where she came from and really where she was going. And so I picked that up. But I do think that there is more to self-love, way more than just being confident in yourself. I think there's a ton that you have to do and you have to learn about you, but it's hard, right? When you're going through life, And you are, you know, you're mostly taught, I'm assuming you've seen this too, you're mostly taught to love other people. Nobody says, oh, we'll sit down and like tune into you. (laughs) And people just, when you're a kid, it's all about being nice to other people. Nobody sits down and tells you to be nice to yourself. It's always, we'll share your toys, you know, be nice, invite other people to your parties and to sit with you at lunch and be kind and be generous. But nobody says those things to do for yourself. And that's, I think, where we're missing the piece as kids, as children growing up. So can you speak to any sort of experiences like that? Did you grow up living in a place where you were taught to just be nice to other people and maybe not to yourself? Or did you see people around you treating themselves poorly and not necessarily in a loving way? And how did that affect you as a grown up?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, So much action packed and good questions there. So um, for me specifically, I'm a product of a divorced household. So that's one. Um, And two, I had two parents um, that love and care for me, but they were so caught up in their own their own stuff right? Um, You know, obviously my mom became a single mom. And so raising two kids on her own, um, I don't think our emotional or mental well being was at top of mind. It was providing a good life, right? And a good life means, you know, having all of the necessities as well as some of the luxuries, right? In most of our minds, that's what we're focused on. And I think that, Oftentimes, especially when you are a single parent, um, a lot of the kind of quote unquote life life necessities, life burdens fall on you. So there's not a, a lot left over for kind of, it can be anyway, feeling like you have the time and energy to nurture kind of this whole being, this whole person. So that's one part of it. Um, You know, I could go into the part on my dad's side, but it was definitely you are seen and not heard um, type of an environment growing up in. And really the emotional part of my Um, childhood and growth was not nurtured. Um, I was very much a great student. I was um, like senior class president, um, you know, debate, all this stuff. Um, I even was like Miss Teen of Colorado. Like a lot of these things where you're like, this is like, you know, type A goal driven. And so my intellect, which is which is a component of, you know, having a healthy self-esteem and, and, and loving yourselves. But it, I think so much that gets um, way more attention, not only in a lot of families, because we want our kids to succeed. We want people to, you know what I mean, um, give our children opportunities. And that depends on usually how well we're doing in school, how we're performing, But the performing aspect is really only one part of ourselves. And nurturing that um, how does a child or how does a person actually feel about ourselves unattached to performance, just being, is where the gap exists. And that definitely existed for me. And I see it so often, even in um, women um, that are, quote unquote, accomplished. I'm an attorney. Like for all, all, you know, all things considered, most people think I'm a success because I'm an attorney, because I reached that accolade. But what we start finding, and I find it in my clients, there's a level of dissatisfaction, there's a level of discontent, and there's a reason why at the end of the day, some of their choices have not been for themselves. Their choices have been kind of based on being that good girl, listening to others. And as you mentioned, which is kind of rolling into your second question, are we learning how to love ourselves? Are we learning how to be loving towards other people um, and sharing in those things? And I think socially and culturally, that is what's this, it's a skill that's taught the most, how to play in the playground, how to share your toys, um, to do what's right. Um, you even see it, I have a five-year-old son. And so one of the fun things now that I get to do is, I'm parenting him, but I also get to reparent myself. And I see that in like, am I going to make him share that toy right now? You know, am I going to, am I going to, when he's upset, am I going to honor and make sure I understand his feelings around being upset versus just, no, 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 go make up. And speeding through those elements of life that really start teaching us how to honor who we are and how we feel unrelated to what exactly we are doing or producing, which are different, which are completely different things.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And I love what you said about talking, you know, to your son and, and reparenting yourself. And I think a lot of times when we've been in a relationship, maybe romantically with someone, and we've been spending all of our time with that person, all of our free time, and we, all of our emotional time, and, you know, this, they're just taking a lot from us and we're giving a lot as well. When that is gone, you have to essentially redirect that energy somewhere else and sort of reteach yourself how to tune back into you and ask yourself, okay, well, how am I feeling today? What do I really want to do? Do I really want to do that? Because a lot of times we make concessions for other people and we'll say, okay, well, no, let's do what you want to do because we're trying to please them. And by trying to appease people all of the time, especially like one particular person, it sucks a lot out of us. And so I think it's always good to sit after you've been in a relationship and really reflect on, you know, all of the things that you like to do. So you learn who you are and it's just, it doesn't have to be this whole, you know, one-sided, it's all about them or us or them or us or we, 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 it's like, no, you have to sort of remain true to yourself and, and, and get that identity. So do you have any tips around, you know, women who are in that space where they're trying to, reclaim their time and reclaim themselves and and tune back in to say, okay, I'm Whitney. I like this. I like this. These are my boundaries. This is what I'm willing to do. This is not, and really tune back into themselves so that they can essentially express that as a form of self-love.
1: Ooh, another great question. I think that, um, really first, I guess, first of all, it is understanding, especially if you are single right now, um, It begins with understanding kind of who you are and what makes you happy, um, which you can can do that through journaling. I help my clients through journaling and writing and obviously through talking through um, maybe even some of the missteps that may have happened because oftentimes um, a lot of what we end our relationships with, the the discontent is a result of places where we've kind of sold ourselves out relationships unless they um culminate in marriage right our society will say that relationship wasn't successful right that relationship because it didn't end in like the dun 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 kind of thing oh well you know that relationship didn't turn out the way that it was oftentimes those relationships are such gifts to us from spirit and to ourselves to really sit down and learn about ourselves um And often I have found um, that when I'm able to see where I subtly and oftentimes unconsciously, because this isn't about like blaming, like, oh, I did something wrong. This was all of my fault. It's not a fault finding exercise. It's like a growth and learning exercise. Like, hmm, if that had been, you know, me talking to me in a loving, kind, warm, grace conversation would I have made that same choice? Um, because a lot of times we get swept up in the emotion of the relationship. We get swept up, and I think even as women, too, maybe maybe a tad bit more than men. But the idea of um, a lot of a lot of um, like deconstructing womanhood is our unattaching ourselves from people, and that means um, not always as our role, but just being. So. A lot of women get um, status, prestige, and almost inclusion into a tribe by becoming a girlfriend or becoming a wife, and so it's easy, I think, for women to just get swept up in this um, beautiful thing that so much of, so many of us want. But I don't think that a lot of, a lot of times we go into these relationships in a conscious place. Meaning, A, knowing what we want out of the relationship, whether that relationship ends up in marriage or not. But what I mean by that is the texture of that relationship, how we're treated in that relationship, Um, the friendship that should be developing in these relationships, right? Over and above the connectivity and the passion, right? But all of these things, those small, subtle choices and those small, subtle awarenesses, consciousness that's self-loving. That's loving ourselves throughout any relationship that we happen upon in life, be it intimates, be it the person who becomes our long-term mate, or even just friendships and coworkers. The choices that we make, how we show up in those relationships, um, either fortify our self-love or actually give us reasons to learn how to love ourselves better.
0: First of all, I, I love how you said the texture of the relationship. I've never heard that before, and I just thought that was super cool. But I, I 100% agree. And I think when I hear what you're saying, I hear, you know, you have to have a self-love sort of practice. You have to have some sort of a practice where you are kind of like in religion, I feel. Like if you're a super religious person, you know, you have to have that spiritual practice, that practice where either, you know, you're going to church every week, you're going to Bible study, maybe you're, doing and volunteering within the church itself, you know, being active in that church. I think being active within yourself is important too. Things that only you do with you. Maybe you have hobbies that you do. Maybe you have, you know, journaling activities you do. Maybe there's a weird show that you watch on TV that literally no one will watch with you. Figuring out what it is that, you know, you want and then doing that thing and and creating a sort of self-love ritual that you can regularly regularly do that way when you're in a relationship whether it's like you said romantic or not you're treating yourself properly because you're with yourself right you have those moments in that time with just you it's really hard to treat someone poorly when you're right there you know and when that person is there and you're doting on them and giving them space and loving on them all the time it's just you know we don't do that to our pets you know, we don't talk crap about our dog or talk shit about our cat when, you know, especially when they're right there. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't it doesn't make sense, especially when we spend so much time with our pets, you know, and we are loving on them and we're buying them things and we're taking them and taking care of them and stuff like that. So I, I really think it's important to talk about a self-love ritual and how we as busy women um, can do that. Because one thing I did also want to say is I agree with you in the sense of, you know, society teaches us and pushes us to be in a relationship. If you're not in a relationship, what the hell are you doing? If you're not in a relationship, who are you? Like who what does that mean? Does that mean you're undesirable? Does that mean you're crazy? Because that's exactly the stereotypes that society pushes. So there's this whole negative connotation with being single in the first place. And so that's when I think a lot of people become serial monogamous and they're constantly in relationships trying to validate themselves and prove to the universe that they're not crazy cat ladies who are horrible people, you know? And then at the end of that, like you said, we're not doing anything to make sure that there's a healthy, balanced reciprocity within ourselves, to the other person. See, I think a lot of times we think of reciprocity as you give me, I give you. But I think there has to be some sort of reciprocity within I give me and then I give you, right? So within ourselves, we have that balance. So I definitely, definitely wanna talk about you know, the societal issues around you know, being single and what that means and why it's so people think it's so negative. But I have had so many people envy my lifestyle who are in relationships because I'm single and I'm free. It is insane. I met strangers all over. I mean, I met this guy in an airplane who sat next to me and he was just like drooling hearing about my life. Drooling because he had been married. He was like living in some you know house with his wife somewhere boring. And he, and he was just like, God, I wish that was my life. And I'm like, wow, this is really depressing. But there are people out there who secretly yearn and desire to be single. And I think that has a whole a whole conversation around you know societal norms and expectations, um, but there is a lot to say around the positives of being single and of spending time with yourself and loving yourself so before we get into the societal stuff, I do want to talk about self love routines or self love rituals that people can do do you have I know you mentioned journaling, but is there something that you can recommend for people to to start to practice whatever that may be for them, besides the mani-pedi thing that we always hear about, hashtag self-care, what do you recommend?
1: That's so funny. Yeah, Um, I definitely think that you need some sort of um, self-love or self-care routine or kind of like a returning to yourself. And really, that is so unique and individual as the people that we are. Oftentimes, I'm finding with clients, it's actually returning to some of the simple joys that they experienced as a kid. So it sounds so strange to people where I'm like, did you used to draw? Did you used to color? Did you used to paint? Did you used to enjoy running around? Did you used to enjoy um, playing in the dirt? Sometimes our self-love and um, self-care I don't even. The word ritual makes it seem like you have to do it all the time. Or if you don't, I really want there to be an element of grace with it. Um, and it's almost like making a date with yourself. So I believe I don't. I don't know if you know, but I actually have a Mama Love Planner, and it is a it's a calendar that basically helps women um, schedule time for themselves. Because what I have found is it's a lack of prioritization. For that time, for whatever we figure out. Once we do figure out what it is that um, nourishes us, restores us, actually fills us up, meaning like it gives us energy. So even doing it, it's not depleting us. I think we want to look for those things. That some of the qualities that I tell my clients: look for things that bring you that. Like if I give you an example, like a lot of women, they love getting their hair done. I don't want to do any parts of it. Like I I am the anti, I don't want to drive to the hairdresser. I don't want to wait for the hairdresser. Um, A lot of times they don't do it the way I want. So that normal, that normal, like, oh, I'm going to get my hair done, girl, I'm getting my hair laid. I'm I'm not about it. Right. Because for me, it depletes more energy (laughs) than it refills me. And so I ask my clients and I'm asking whoever's listening to think about What always feels good? What always feels good to you? And it could be just as something as simple as doodling. I'm, I'm serious because what it does, and this kind of um, bridges into like the mindfulness thing, is that there are things that we can do even in the moment that allow us to reconnect to ourselves. And so, even though it sounds like oh, I'm just doodling and I'm not really um, doing much, you're actually kind of returning yourself to your calm space that allows you to hear yourself. And those um, moments of peace, clarity, and calm that we take with us wherever we go really allow us to be self-loving in every moment. So even though as much as I I would love for women every week to do X, meaning whatever they find feels good to them, and side note, you're probably going to have to experiment a little bit. So give yourself some grace and some freedom to do that, meaning like Maybe I do like getting my nails done. I am one of those girls. I do like getting my nails done. But um, you might find that's not for me. Um, Working in my garden feels really good to me. Um, Being able to create in my kitchen feels amazing to me. Um, Going and learning about wine, um, even having a girls' night out, that restores me. Feeling connected to my friends and my soul sisters. It doesn't always have to be solitary. That's another thing. Um but yes, or it could be as simple as prayer, meditation. Um I really feel like in terms of finding what it is for you, two two big hints. Think about what felt good to you as a kid. <laughs> That's when we're like natural and like pure and like, you know and we're just we 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 allow ourselves to just have fun and experiment. And then two um, Be okay with trying something, and it being like, nope, not for me, because that gives us additional information about what is for us, and so it's it's all good in that sense.
0: Sweet, I like that you said and reminded us that it's not always solitary. That you could do something. Maybe it's walking with your dog. Maybe it's walking with your neighbor. Um, I think that is, you know, being able to bring people. But again, if you're going to, in my opinion, if you're going to bring people in, if you're going to you know include other folks i think it is important to bring in people that are positive and that support what you're doing or you know that you're able to separate and make sure that you know going in that this is something that um that you want to do for you and that that's the intention behind it so um so tell me about this um planner real quick you said you have a planner can people get that now
1: Oh yeah. Um, I have a mama love planner and it was really designed. Um, when I became a mother, I found that like, not only did I not have self-loving like rituals that we're talking about now, but like my now ex ex-husband and like caregivers or whomever, I wasn't scheduling time to even like take care of myself. Like we're going to even sail past the whole mama guilt thing. Cause there's always that, but like just I really want to go get my nose on her. I really want to go to church. <laughs> I really want to go. And for me, it was like, I really wanted to go spend time with a girlfriend, right? And so this um, planner actually encourages you to set not only the time for it, but to actually figure out what they are, to set goals in body, mind, and spirit, um, which are elements of loving the wholeness of who we are, um, as well as things like gratitude, which are really big. And I really work with clients a lot on gratitude. I just finished up a gratitude challenge, which is a free service and offering for people that are kind of following me in my group. And it really, the planner encourages us to like daily, think about our days, think about how we're spending our time to see if our time is really going into, again, restoring um, nourishing and supporting our lives so that we can better support others. I mean, because in most, especially when you're in a relationship or you are a mother or a wife, you do spend a lot of time supporting others, right? And, and being available to them and our availability, like it increases like, Oh, like a thousandfold when we are truly available to ourselves. And so that, that's what, that was a practical tool that I created to help women with this whole self-love challenge kind of thing. Um, as well as like returning back to ourselves.
0: Perfect. Okay. And I will link, um, I will put the links of all that in the show notes. So for anybody who is interested, um, obviously it doesn't sound like you have to be a mom to, to have this, to journal in this, in this respect. So if you're interested, you know, go to the show notes and you can pick that up. Um, okay, cool. So um, I did want to also you know, go back to the, the conversation around societal norms and what being single means. But I also still, before we do that, I, I, I do want to piggyback everything that you've said and, and really drive that home because you said quite a bit. And I don't know if, um, <laughs> I want people to really take it seriously because this is serious. At the end of the day, you know, we have this, This need and this obligation to ourselves to really treat ourselves well. And it's more than just self-care, right? It's more than just doing these nice things for ourselves and making time. It really comes down to loving yourself fully and wholly. And the person who really taught me that uh, was Louise Hay. I followed Louise Hay for many, many years. She passed not too long ago. And she was a pillar in the personal development community, in many communities. And she was An amazing, amazing person. And she talked a lot about self-love and about how to do that. Like, she's the one who taught me how to do the mirror work, which is, you know, look it up. It's really interesting. I'll put a link in the bio, in the um, show notes as well. But she's the one who really taught me that. So find somebody, if you need a muse on how to love yourself, find somebody who seems to do that. I don't know who that would be for you, but... Look around, look around. It could be a celebrity. There's a lot of celebrities out there who have to manage and deal with quite a bit, right? I'm sure they take time for themselves. Maybe you follow them on social media and watch their stories. Um, Find somebody who inspires you to treat yourself better, to love yourself more, um, and then do that. And like you said, planning it into your everyday calendar, even if you are busy, let's say you're not a mom, let's say you're a consultant like I've been for years, traveling like 85% of the time, how do you make time? for yourself when you're always in a new place, if you're always on a new client, dealing with new people, dealing with difficult people. How do you do that? How do you make that time? Um, maybe you are in a relationship, right? Maybe you're not single, you're in a relationship but you, you need to learn how to tune into yourself more because you don't feel like you know yourself enough In this moment, when somebody asks you something, you don't necessarily feel confident to stand by how you feel because you're so used to feeling what other people are feeling, or you're so worried about what other people are thinking and dealing with it, you don't even know how to tune into you. So I really, really, really hope. That everybody listening, whether you're in a relationship or not, whether you're just out of one or you're about to be out of one, like it doesn't matter where you're at on this journey, on this path. I really, really, really hope that if you take anything from this episode, you take the power of self-love and having that routine, a ritual, even if that routine isn't something you do every single day or every single week, but having something that you're doing. Some muse, some activity, some ritual, some... It doesn't matter that that you're doing to really empower yourself. So I just wanted to say that. Um, And if any of you have any issues with this, you're struggling, you don't know what you're doing, you don't know where to start, you're overwhelmed, you don't think you have enough time, reach out to one of us and we will help you, period. Just reach out, send us a DM, PM, it doesn't matter, email, like reach out. And if we're not the people that you need to talk to, then find someone. Maybe it's somebody at church. Maybe it's your aunt. Maybe it's your grandma. It doesn't matter. Find that person and reach out to them for assistance because there is literally no reason and no excuse why we should be in 2019, not loving ourselves and not taking care of ourselves to the best of our abilities. I have absolutely no reason. There is no excuse. I want to hear as to why we're not doing that. That's it. I'm going to get off the soapbox and move on. But I had to just, I had to just say that. Um, okay. So.
1: I love that. I just have to <laughs> say, I love that. I, I totally love that. And um, big ups to all the mirror work and affirmations and Louise. Hay. I have to just say, I was like that. Yeah. You're totally right. in finding your um, self-love inspiration. But, you know, I want to, can I say one thing about relationships and like, um, I, like, I love this aspect that you hit on before about freedom and how a lot of people are in relationships and they're like, wow, I wish I, I, I have this like secret yearning for singleness. <laughs> and I want to say um, something that I think a lot of people, we get ourselves into these relationships and we at some level make um, concessions potentially. That then have us in relationships that don't look like we want them to look and they don't feel like they, we want them to feel. And that's where we start feeling um, a lack of freedom, you know, like restriction, not expansive, um, not in tune with us. And I want to say a couple things. Like, first, if you're in one of those relationships where you don't feel free, right? Like, you're like, oh, I wish I was free. And we know, like, I'm not talking about the fact that you're like, okay, tomorrow I want to go pick up and move to Paris and, you know, I'm not going to think about my spouse. No, but I mean like an internal free, like you're not free to be and who, like say who you are, that type of freedom. Um, Start taking note of how that shows up for you. Like literally from this point forward, use this relationship as a learning as, a, as like a learning tool for you. And also don't give up hope that you cannot, even in the relationship and even in these internal and silent kind of, I call them kind of covenants and like, cause we make agreements in how we interact with people that people start expecting us to be a certain way, but you can always change. We should be growing and your partner, um, if it is the partner for you, it's good when one of us starts to grow. It helps the other person grow. So if you're in a relationship right now um, that doesn't feel as free or as expansive or as loving, then um, take responsibility. Right? Start to look and listen to the areas that don't feel so good. Like start to pay attention to that. That little, you know, that little kind of nudge. That when your inner voice and your soul start saying, mm, "I don't really like that." Pay attention to that. That's where those, that's the growth edge. And also trust and pray and believe that, um, that per- person that you're with, that spouse will benefit from both of you growing and you guys learning together to be true and to be loving to each other as much as you are loving to yourself first.
0: Yep. And if they're not, and if they're not, then they're probably not the one. Yes. <laughs> Right. I mean, I've, I've seen people where they're afraid to grow because they're afraid that it will change the dynamic of their relationship and the other person will, you know, feel some type of way or maybe get jealous or maybe feel competitive or not, you know what I mean? Like inadequate. There are people who there's a lot of emotions there and that's probably a different topic for a different day, but you know, you want to be around supportive people. You want to be surrounded by people who really do truly deeply care about you and want you to grow. And I think learning how to love yourself is a huge personal development, you know, journey in and of itself. And you've got to have people who are in your corner supporting you. And it definitely needs to be somebody who you're in a romantic relationship with um, and anybody else who, you know, says that they care about you. So I think that's important too, you know, having that support there because whether we're on a spiritual journey, a physical journey or whatever, like we need those people and we may not think that we do, but at the end of the day, you need somebody somebody, even if they can't talk, right? Sometimes the most supportive people are the ones that can't use their words, you know, like the babies in our lives, the puppies in our lives, the the elderly folks in our lives who just, you know what I mean? Like those sometimes are the best supporters because they smile and they root from you, they root you on from like the sidelines, but you need to have somebody who is there to support you. And sometimes, you know, that's yourself. Um, I think that's something that we've got to talk about too, because we always, talk, at least I do, I always talk about, having that support system, having people around you, you know, networking and getting those folks there. But, you know, sometimes it is just you who is rallying, who is pushing you, who is motivating you. Um, And so you've got to balance that, right? You've got to balance that with your inspirational muses, your inspirational um, guides, I guess is a great word for it. Um, So yeah, definitely just wanted to say that. Um, And Brooke, I wanted you to give us some empowering words around this feeling of being single or this feeling of of walking this road alone for a little while, um, regardless of where you're at in life? Like, how would you say, because I know I talked a bit about societal norms and how people feel about being single or people feel or interpret self-love but what do you say to sort of motivate those folks to keep moving forward to not listen to the noise of you have to do this you have to do that you have to be in a relationship you have to be married by this age you have to have children by this age you have to (laughs) because these have to's are exhausting and it's it's heavy to carry all of that weight of other people's expectations especially a society that doesn't even really give a shit about us or how You know what I mean? Our success to begin with, right? Society is constantly pushing stuff down our throats and they don't care how we digest it or if we, you know, they just don't care. So uh, at least that's been my experience when you look at like the beauty industry and like the fitness and weight industry. It's like they are so not not pro self-love, right? I think we're turning a corner, but we're not there yet. So what do you say to those folks who are maybe struggling with that internal battle of loving themselves and feeling bad about it or who feel bad about not being booed up?
1: Ooh, such a good question A very and a very big question. Um, the first thing is it's really kind of on this, it's really kind of on the spiritual level in that, um, you are created perfect and whole, first of all, perfect and whole, you as you are right now. Um, and so I really, really believe that. I'm not saying there's not areas that we can grow and there's areas that we can improve and all of that, but your beingness is enough, right? Your beingness is enough. And I really believe that when we start to experience fun with ourselves, which anything you do self-loving should be fun. It should feel good. Then we really start to enjoy our own company. We really start to enjoy our own beingness. And then everything else becomes a compliment. I think um, I, I definitely have been in have been in that situation where I was like, oh, you know, I want a relationship where there's always someone coming around <laughs> kind of thing. And We end up being able to um, kind of maximize our life and our purpose because all of us have a purpose, right? When we don't get caught up in relationships that can take us off track. Because on a spiritual level, um, and, you know, we can go into a theoretical and philosophical level about being on track and off track, but there are relationships that help guide us to our destiny, right? To the thing that we're put here to do, this beautiful gift that is already inside of us. And so if we are by ourselves at this moment, it requires us a little bit of trust, faith, and belief that we are in the right place. Like, that's first and foremost. And if we have a connection to spirit, God, whatever that is for you, right, whatever name you give um, that creator, source, whatever, I say God, I say spirit, but that relationship is supreme, but that relationship also is nestled inside of ourselves. And so when we become really um, comfortable about our worthiness being based on our beingness and not our doing or having, it shifts it. It just it just truly shifts it. And to your point about society and marketing, all of that is built around our not enoughness. Everything we don't have enough money, we're not skinny enough, we're not pretty enough, our hair is not right, our you know, we don't have the right relationship, we don't have the right car, we don't live in the right neighborhood, we didn't go to the right school. Like, if we aren't present with ourselves and loving ourselves and creating um, value and worth and seeing it without having it be a tie to anything, really. It extends past our singleness. It extends into how much money is in our bank account. It extends to the job title that we, you know, we think that we must have to truly knowing and believing that we are worthy. We are enough as we are right now. Perfections and you know, and imperfections, right? Our strengths and our weaknesses. Like this is part of the package. And what ends up happening for all of you single people that are listening, you start then magnetizing and attracting someone who's seeing you in your full glory, your fullness and not your not enoughness, which is the partner you don't want to attract. Exactly. So- you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I could talk about this for days, but like, enjoy this time, treasure this time, but also know that if you are in the right relationship, that um, relationship with yourself should continue really unhindered. I agree. To so be supported,
0: you know? Right, exactly. And then I was snapping mentally while you were talking, because some of this, I mean, it's just... It's just perfect. This is exactly the stuff that I wanted to say and to hear and the conversation that I wanted to have on Valentine's Day, because I, I really believe everything you say 1000% about all of that, all of that, the beingness and the not being good enough in the marketing and how, you know, there's so much noise And we have to be in tune with ourselves. Like this is exactly, exactly what I was looking for today. I'm so glad we crossed paths. So glad. This is fantastic. I hope everybody else who is listening caught something from that or had an aha moment because I definitely felt that. And it was really powerful, Brooke, what you said. And it's so important and not enough people are saying it. And this is the perfect day to say it. So regardless of where everybody listening is, you know tuning into yourself and being able to just hone your your craft whatever that is and as you're honing your craft you're learning about yourself you're learning about what you want you're learning about where you want to go you're learning about who you want to be and that can always be changing and you're learning about who you're with and who you're around and the energy that you bring and all of that right it's such an interesting interesting journey that we're all on and it's everybody is unique um but we have so much in common and i think this conversation around self-love is really 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 important um and i really hope that somebody took something really good from what you just said because that was like 18 just truth bombs and aha moments wrapped into one so thank you for that Well, thank you so much. I have truly enjoyed this conversation and
1: I believe no um, interactions or meeting are by accident. So I'm so happy that, you know, we have crossed paths and definitely, as you said, you know, anyone out there that's suffering from, you know, self-love or want to learn more, reach out to one of us. Totally
0: don't, you know, you don't have to go at it alone. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course. And so tell me about where people can find you and the type of or the kind of clients that you really like to work with.
1: So you can find me at BrookSitney.com and you can find me on, I feel like the social media webs, um, at the brooksitney, both on Facebook, as well as on like Instagram. Those are the two, um, kind of corners of the internet I hang out in most. And usually the clients that find me are the ones that have oftentimes, um, the quote unquote, kind of like me, the quote unquote, Hey, I thought I was successful, but something is freaking missing. Like or they're the persons that have gone through transitions um, that have caused them to to really realize that there's an element of themselves either connecting to spirit or connecting to themselves that is missing. Um, The work that I do with clients, I it's called um, Mind Soulful, and that was what spirit gave me. It's really bringing mindfulness into our heart and souls that's truly not living in the head space, but really from the heart and soul space that allows us to love ourselves better, to be more grateful, um, to see the beauty in our lives that ends up attracting more. So um, sometimes people will be like, Hey, I I really, I really want to learn more about how to connect with spirit or how to connect with my inner voice and and kind of go from life from that space. And um, those clients are amazing because they're just, they're, they're intrigued and the and they're willing to show up and be fun and playful with it which is always a good thing you know with this journey is like just li- listening and learning and and always seeking
0: to enjoy life right now exactly those are the kind of people that i want to be around at least Sweet. So I will put the links and I will put your social media handles in the show notes. So guys, make sure you go into the show notes. Um, You'll see all the stuff that I have mentioned so far. I will even put the um, Louise Hay mirror work in there too, just because that's fun. But I'll put the planner... That Brooke has, I'll put her website and her social media handles. So make sure you're following us on social media. I know I post on IG stories all of the time and I post on my account semi-regularly and I'm on Facebook too. Um, And this show has its own entire Instagram feed. If you go to Network and Spill um, on the gram. So follow me, Network and Spill. Follow me, Whitney Danielle Coaching on the gram. Follow Brooke Sydney and let us know what you thought about this episode. Um, obviously, if you're on the website, NetworkandSpill.com, you can comment there. You can leave us some Valentine's Day love. You can ping us and, and tag us listening. Tag yourself listening. Tag us on social media and post that to IG. I love when people do that. Um, and tell your friends. So if you have somebody who recently maybe went through a breakup or who's like really doing some deep work with themselves and so you can see them like getting their shit together and trying really hard and reading all the books and doing all the things, tag them in this episode, hashtag them, whatever, get them to listen so that they can hear some of this because I really do feel like a lot of us are doing this work. Um, and we're trying in some respect. And I hope that they can gain some sort of insight from this conversation that we've had. And there will be more conversations around this topic in the future um, because I really do believe in um, self-love and self-care. Obviously, I talk about it quite a bit. Now, Burke, you mentioned doing a podcast. Do you have any information that you can share with us before we sign off today?
1: Sure, I was just, saying, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> I, I am starting and it's launching this month. Um, it's called the Mind Soulful Show. So it's going to be a podcast as well as a show like that's going to be on YouTube and it's really just the exact same thing that's going to discuss where our heart and soul kind of meets our lives and it's called soulful uh, mindfulness soulful mindset and soulful manifestation so that we can have the inner and outer abundance that we seek in our lives which at its foundation is like self love. So yeah, definitely. It's launching this month. Um, and there's information on my site at brooksitney.com.
0: Perfect. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really do appreciate it. I hope you have an amazing Valentine's Day and a really good Valentine's Day weekend, and you're warm wherever you are. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to share a friend and subscribe and rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and on the website. We love this feedback. All right, that's it. That's all we have today. Brooke, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next time. Cheers.